We could all point to bad business transitions, whether you've been through it or someone you know. There's scary stuff when things change, like will there be layoffs, changes to compensation, more hours required, are my hours going to get cut? That vacation that I have planned, uh, is the new boss going to be okay with that still? For many, new leadership leads to new uncertainty, whether it's new ownership coming in or a known employee promoted to a more authoritative role. There are questions rolling through our heads, like what are the expectations now? What are the new rules? Are there going to be new rules? Why did this even happen? I thought we were doing fine. Are we doing fine? On and on it goes. Now there's a ditch on either side of the path called leadership transitions. On one side is lack of clear communication. Who's doing what? When is it happening? And why is it happening? On the other side is lack of support. According to McKinsey and company, only 29% of organizations in the U.S. feel that their companies adequately support the new leadership that's coming in. We need to hear from real people who will keep it real and have done this really well. Welcome to the Impact of Leadership podcast, where we believe that no one drifts into excellence. I'm your host, Steve Shear, and today's episode is about a small business leadership transition that did go well. Patrick Booth and Logan McCoy are my guests today. It is a triple threat match. You get way more than your money's worth. Patrick is the CEO and owner of CCB Technology, a family business that started in 1991 and specializes in outsourced IT. Logan is the new president of CCB. Now, Patrick, he was president of CCB since 2013, became CEO and owner in January of 2019, and just recently passed the presidential sword, literally and figuratively, to Logan in 2022. Now, there's a ton to learn, and there's several laughs that we're going to have together. So let's jump in to the guys uh, talking about what led to this decision. So for me, um, we knew we'd been planning this. It actually started 12 months ago uh, when we actually brought in a coach. We read the book Traction. I've read it before, um, but it was one of these things of timing. I wasn't sure when we should roll that offering out of the EOS, which is the Entrepreneurial Operating System. But we brought in a coach, and the coach started asking right away, all right, who's the visionary and who's the integrator in this company? And that's when uh, we started to realize, okay, there's roles here that we had not defined yet. And so through the, the first couple months where we met consecutively three months in a row, we realized, oh my gosh, this is actually, that's when I realized, I don't know how Logan was feeling. Uh, he just stood up in the room and said, I'm the integrator. But um, <laughs> and Steve was like, are we sure? But uh, no, it, it was one of those things where we had I think in our minds, we had discussed previously about the idea, um, but we had not put anything down on paper. And I would say that to anybody, you can have ideas all day long, but unless you actually put them down on paper and unless you actually have an agreement, like this is going to happen. Um, we thought it was going to happen at the end of this year and the beginning of next year. Um, but some other things transpired and we knew that we needed to move it up uh, for me to be able to get in my new role and for him to get in his. So yeah, this the last 12 months have been a wild. Uh, not a crazy wild, I would say, but a wild of we know where we're going. And that was, I guess, the only thing that brought peace to the whole thing of the unknowns is that we did know where we were going to be by the end of 2022 in an organizational chart. Um, but we didn't know it was going to move up faster. But um, I talked to Logan and we both agreed timing could be moved up and 
that's that's also cool. Sometimes it's good to have plans, and sometimes you have to also be flexible, uh, not to hold them so tight that um, you can make some changes. And this was a good change to move it up. Yeah, for me, the last twelve months has been a really interesting time, and to say it's it's felt like a roller coaster would probably be as close as to like what I could describe it of it actually being accurately what it's felt like because we started this year with this plan of okay, at the end of the year we'll move into this, and it's going to look like X, Y, and Z. And we had some people that were coming on from the technical services team who I wanted to bring in to make sure that as I left the department and the organization, it was in a good place. But then like we had, with, which was so similar to so many organizations, we just started to see a number of people leaving, not because they weren't unhappy or they weren't happy with CCB. They loved CCB. They were getting offers that they couldn't refuse. And so for me, it was that February, March timeframe where I just remember thinking, I don't know if this plan is going to be able to happen this year because there's so much change and transition that I want to make sure we leave this department if we think this is going to be the future of the company in a good place. I don't want to just leave it to move to the next role. I want to make sure we're leaving it in a place that it's going to go beyond even whether I'm in the org- in the department or not type of a thing. So it was a really interesting thing to see, though, from that time period of February, March, of we had so many people leaving to now we had so many people coming in and getting ramped up so quickly and doing a phenomenal job in the positions that they were filling to where we felt like this actually isn't just something that we can now look at to do at the end of the year, beginning of the year, but we could actually look to do sooner. And there's actually a need to do it sooner. And, you know, interesting what you agree with. We had a plan, but we didn't have the the unknown, the unexpected that got thrown in there with some people leaving in management. We weren't sure how that was going to affect the plan. And Logan's right. I'm sure he was thinking, is this going to happen? Um, but what's amazing is how much came it all came together. Like the people that we didn't know were going to be here are here now in leadership, helping us over on the services side. It just says something about that. Again, you got to have a plan, but you also don't know how it's all going to come together and the names, who's going to be in these spots. Uh, but thankfully, you know, we looked at each other and we felt really comfortable that we had the right plan and we had the right people. Uh, it doesn't always work out that way, but I will tell you, like that's where I feel like it was just a blessing that, that it all came together the way it did. So the, it wasn't in my notes, but to paint the picture a little bit more, how many people or like a percentage of increase for number of hires that you're talking about that? Yeah. In the department, we had a transition of around 30 percent of people that one were leaving and then were coming in to like so we're we're actually larger now than we were before as an overall like count head perspective or headcount perspective but from an, a transition it was about 30 percent of our department saw a change of people leaving or coming in so it was a pretty significant change and it was also varied across the board it was some leadership positions it was just some day-to-day positions so it wasn't just in this one area it was really in every aspect of what we do from the technical services side so everything was affected in some way, shape, or form. So that leads to uh, this big announcement that was recently unveiled with the the uh, for the company, and that, that actually what that sparked this interview. Um, so, Patrick, if you if you wouldn't mind, uh, talk a, a little bit more about the change that recently took place for you and Logan, and uh, you can take that wherever you'd like. Yeah, so uh, it's something that's been in the works since 2017, uh, where Logan and I were having a a sit down. And honestly, I was trying to figure out what Logan's desires were for the future at this company. There was, I had some concerns thinking that Logan might be uh, poached and and to leave and and move on. Um, And obviously for good, good reasons, he's very talented. 
Um, but also, um, I needed to sit down and know what his desires were. And so we did this in 2017, and uh, he gave me a plan called Divide and Conquer. And through that plan, it was about using our strengths, which I was really excited. It wasn't just you know him wanting me to be out of the way. He actually wanted to find a way to use our strengths and me focus on networking and you know working on building relationships that can hopefully turn into customer relationships, but really letting him be able to have an opportunity to run the company and use his strengths, which is you know running effective meetings, being able to have a plan, goals, uh, communicated clearly, basically details ironed out, which anybody that knows me, I am not a detailed person. I, I love the sizzle. I love the excitement of going after some goal, a uh, big goal. Uh, but I, you know, getting down to how are we going to attain that goal? Well, I don't know. Uh, we just work really hard, right? And show up every day. Well, yeah, you do need to do those things, but you need to have more metrics in place and everything. And so uh, Logan, uh, knowing that we had this plan, but then things got a little crazy. Of course, I bought the company for my parents and we had 2020 hit with COVID and recovering in 2021 from that big year. So honestly, we put everything on, on hold until we hired this consultant who asked that question of, well, who are who's the visionary and who's the integrator? And all of a sudden it was like, oh, wait, we had this discussion back in 2017. We just haven't done anything with it. And Logan was very content with being the VP of services. Uh, I had checked in with him several times and he was like, I like it because it's a challenge. And that's what I really re learned about Logan is he wanted a career path, but he loved to be challenged. And services was a great department for him to grow in and become a strong leader in and, and really understand the future of where we want to go as a company. It was this, this department. So it, it naturally kind of came into, I think, a perfect timing for us to to now unveil this in 2022. Um, even though I agreed with 100% with the plan, I remember after the first meeting where Logan ran the, the actual executive meeting, I was mad afterwards and I told him I was mad. So what, why? why, why, why? The, the, for me, it wasn't mad that Logan was running the meeting. It was, I didn't know my role. I was confused and I felt, it felt awkward. Like, what am I supposed to do now? I'm used to running the meeting and I did ask questions, but I was like, I'm just another person in the room now. What do I do? And I remember Logan saying, do you not want me to lead? Do you, are you, do you want this to happen? And I'm like, I do, I do. I'm just processing this. And I honestly think um, God prepared us for this because we had some other changes that happened. And uh, it, I was relieved to have Logan be the one leading the meetings. I, I, I realized I didn't have the capacity to do it uh, at, at this time. And, um, and I was thankful he stepped in. So I had one meeting. I had one moment where I was frustrated because I didn't know my role. And then I realized, you know what? This is perfect timing. This is the Lord's timing and all this that Logan's going to come in and be, be what the company needs. And so that's, that's a little bit of my story of what's been going on. You need resources, motivation, and support. The Impact of Leadership was started to equip, connect, and grow leaders while having fun. Check out the show notes for links to blogs, dozens of other podcasts, and our LinkedIn profile. We're living out the stuff we talk about in this podcast, and we're rooting for you. Now, back to Patrick and Logan. So I want to hear from both of you we, about the change specifically, like the why. So why the change? What good is going to come from this? Because we've talked, you kept 
you're using these terms that I understand because of reading the book and going through it with you, but I want to unpack that. What does that practically mean for both of you and for the company? So wherever you want to go, but why the change and what good is actually going to come from this? Some of it, which I'm smiling as I'm talking through this, of our initial conversation back in 2017 and this whole plan that came out of it, because it's basically what then got summed up in reading Rocket Fuel. But I'm smiling thinking back to that conversation because this is, Patrick is now communicating this and we had a very calm and collected and I I didn't throw a grenade at you, Logan. But what really happened is we were in Florida having lunch at a Microsoft conference, and he just sits down, and he's like, so tell me what's really on your mind. And I just remember being, Patrick knows me, that just throws me. So I'm like, what? We were, we were going to talk about, like, sales and growing, and now he's like, no, I really want to know. What's on your mind? <laughs> just kept pushing and pushing, which was good because it got to the point of, I think, us actually having this conversation. You smi- you're smiling because you I'm, remember this. I'm smiling really big right now because... That is a really nice way to explain how I did it. Oh, yeah. It I good. said, what are you scared to talk to me about? <laughs> That's what it was. I no. said, I, I, said yeah. I, know, I know you told your wife there's there's something you want to talk That's to me about. That's what it was. Oh, yes. oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, and all you did was go get your food and sit down. And I honestly Which was my excuse no, to process it for like two minutes. Like, I, what do I say? And I honestly was just throwing it out there partly for fun to make him uncomfortable because I like to make Logan squirm but and he don't he doesn't squirm very often and so you know but I saw his face reaction I was like oh snap I actually got him this time so I was like well what is it what's going on and then I then it became I became scared because I was like oh I was a joke this isn't funny anymore because now he probably does have something to talk to me about but Logan yes I I pursued it because I felt like I wanted to know, uh, and Logan's not always open in sharing his feelings, well, I am, uh, that I wanted to know this is our time. We never get alone time together. So it was my opportunity, and I could have done it a lot better, I'll be honest. Uh, for anybody listening, don't do that to the person across from you. It's not the <laughs> be right better way than to me. Be, be better than me, please. But it, it got us to really talk about the future, yeah. which ultimately, I, that's what I did want to know, is if there was something that Logan did not feel comfortable to talk to me about, um, I didn't want that gap between us. Um, and thankfully, Logan has a lot of grace for me, and he understands how I tick. And so he was like, yeah, I'm going to answer the question. And I appreciated that because that's where really honesty, if you can't talk to each other, then that means you don't really have trust. Yeah. Um, let's be honest. But I think I, I think back to that then with what you're asking, Steve, of the whole why behind it, right? And I think what's great for Patrick and I in that conversation is that really started to bring forth the why. It started to bring forth why are, why would we even want to do this period? What does this look like overall? There's obviously different things that are related to this, but getting back to why do we want to make all these changes? Because if I'm happy where I'm at, if Patrick's doing a great job in the, in the role that he's in that I'm now starting to fill – why are we doing this? And so much of it came back to there are skill sets that both of us have that aren't being fully utilized or could be utilized in a different way that could be to the betterment of the company overall. So Patrick alluded to it earlier, but he oftentimes doesn't tout himself as much in this way, but he's he's the best salesperson networker that we have. His ability to build connections and relationships is just something that I haven't seen anyone else really have the ability to do. And it was something that he couldn't do much of because he was in the day-to-day. So, so much of this for us was getting him out there to build good connections with other executives, other C-level executives, because he thinks like an executive because he is one. And so his ability to have empathy and understand where people are at and the struggles they're going through, it's, it's harder to do that when you're not in that on a day-to-day basis. 
and vice versa for me, I love that day-to-day. I love the details. I love getting into the nitty-gritty of finance statements and all that kind of stuff and working out how can we optimize things and how can we create efficiencies and what are the things that we're missing and how do we fill those gaps. And so I think for us, a lot of this was how do we utilize our strengths to help the company move to the next level that we both see we have the ability, we have the potential to do it, but we're not going to get there if we don't start making moves to put the right people in the right seats type of a thing. For me, it was about growth. Um, after reading the, the book Rocket Fuel, I, I realized uh, by Gina Wickman that it was all about small businesses take this major leap when they have two people in these roles. Uh, oftentimes, one person tries to do both, and I've tried doing that, and it doesn't work. Um, the creative side gets stifened because you're in the trenches trying to figure out problems. Um, also, you, you put too much on your plate and, and you find out the person's not gifted in that way. So for me, this is all about growth now to be determined. Um, one of the things we saw is that we've been around the same revenue level for the last four or five years, uh, but we've been growing um, in other areas like services where Logan has been. So uh, I realized, you know, wait a minute, you know, if we want to see growth, Somebody needs to be out there looking on out there in the f- future of where we want to go, vision casting. Um, but then somebody else has to be there to do it. So it was really about growth. Um, but then I also want to surround myself with key executives. And it was definitely me trying to make sure Logan would be here, um, that I wanted to make sure I had a plan for my succession that as I get out there and do more things, and I'm uh, a little bit older than Logan, so I, I wanted to find a way to make sure that Logan was gonna be here to help the company be forward and not just have the company rely on me. I wanted the company to have a strong leader uh, outside of me that could really help bring focus. And again, growth comes out of focus. Yeah, so you, uh, you all had several conversations before it was publicly known that this was going to be a thing. Talk a little bit about how it practically worked to letting the company know. I think that might help some people that are listening like, okay, well, that's great. If I've got somebody that I can lean on, I've got a number two or something lined up. But then how do you broach that topic and how do you make that transition happen? Because you said you moved up the date uh, earlier in the year, which is a change of plan. And it's going to be a change to everybody that doesn't know this is happening. So what was it that you all did maybe behind the scenes or or conversations and then how did it work out with telling the company? So, you know, honestly, having that coach come in that we hired was the key. Um, I think Logan and I, in the back of our minds, we definitely had the plan. We were in agreement on the plan of divide and conquer. But when you're in the trenches every day, and Logan it was running services really well and you know working through challenges too. And I'm over here trying to work through departure of changes as well. Um, it's easy to just stay in the trenches and, and just work hard. It was really the question by the, our coach, uh, Rebecca, who said, well, who is on these roles? I mean, it really, it had to be answered. And we're like, well, we don't have the roles right now. Well, if you did, who would be in the roles? And thankfully, it wasn't like I'm now looking in the room and trying to figure out who's going to be the integrator. At least we already had in our minds the plan. We just didn't have the accountability of the timing. Um, Now, moving it up came down to me inviting Logan out to dinner and then uh, teasing him with, we'll go see Top Gun 2 when it came out of, hey, man, I'm feeling the weight of being the Lone Ranger here uh, at the top. I understand I have executives around me and everyone has my back and I love that. 
but I need somebody to ride shotgun with me and just help me make these big decisions. And we were going through a financial transition from our last VP of service uh, uh, finance to now our current, was our current VP of finance. And that's now changed. But I told him I need help. I just, I'm trying to make these decisions on my own. The answers are, I'm struggling to get the answers. Mm -hmm. I'm tired and I need somebody else to come in and your skill set could really help me out right now. And I think it's being able as a leader to recognize like when you need help. I know it's scary to say as a leader that you don't have it all figured out and you don't have it all together. But I looked at the guy next to me and I was like, this guy could help me. So I, 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 begged him to say, would you, how do you feel comfortable? Would you feel comfortable moving it up? And, you know, we, we, we went from October 1st to then September 1st and, but his answer surprised me and it was great. Cause I was like, I know you want to make sure there's a healthy transition. And he's like, oh, we're ready. I said, you, you guys are ready over at service. He's like, oh yeah, we're ready. And I was like, oh, great. I thought Logan was going to be more, nope. We need to wait. We need a few more months. But he did say, but I got it. We are ready, but I do want to make sure that my guys know and that the transition's being moved up. And I want to make sure that they're comfortable as I feel we are, but I want to make sure they are. So that was a really good leadership uh, response of making sure he doesn't just bail on his team. He wanted to make sure it was a healthy transition. Yeah. And Padre didn't beg me. It was, it was just a, what do you think about all of these things? And I think for me, I felt really comfortable because of where the services team was at. And, I, and the service team knows this because I've said this a number of times to him, but it's in my mind in the healthiest place it's ever been in, actually, since I've been in services or had been in services. So I think for us, the announcement to the whole company was wanting to do it in a good systematic type order, right? So obviously the executive team knew first. I wanted to let my team have a little bit more of a runway because I'd been in there so much of them kind of knowing, hey, this is the plan, this is what we're thinking, this is the why behind it all, which is always a bit risky because you're trying not to disseminate things out to a point where then it just, uh, I'd say, gets blurted out to everybody in the organization and then you can't control the message. Um, I think for the most part that that didn't happen, which was good because we were still able to announce it then on August 31st to the whole company and went effective September 1st then. So it was kind of the methodology we went with all of it. That's good. Um, rewinding it just a little bit, and it touches on your guys' relationship. Everybody that's listening, you, you couldn't see this, but when Patrick said, uh, we don't get alone time, uh, Logan was smirking. So I don't know what that's about. Like, <laughs> Mr. President, try to be professional on the podcast here. But I do want to touch on your guys' relationship real quick. So there's something that has been happening over years that's gotten you to where you are now. And I know it's not an outline, but what is that? What is it that got you here? Because you're very different people. Yeah. But there's a, there is a feel that people will know as they listen to this that's genuine. I'm smiling really big right now because I'm going to let Logan answer first. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think first and foremost – you have to look at providence in these things and just knowing where God is and all of that and how he outworks those things. But I think for us, it's been that we're two people, even though we're so different, we are also so committed. And I think when you think about any type of relationship, 
whether it's you're in it with your spouse, you're in it with a friend, you're in it from a, a working perspective. And pa- Patrick and I, I wasn't going to say cover all of those because we're, we're not married, though we often joke uh, we are, which I'm the husband. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, to be clear. Um, but in all of that is there's commitment, right? Because we've both done things that have hurt and offended each other at different points in times. And it's been the commitment to working together though because we do care for each other because we do value one another beyond just what we do at work type of a thing that when you have that commitment you can see each other through a lot of different things and so and that's been built now over 15 years so then you build that history and that legacy together and that's just where it it's deepened and it's rooted so well um that it's a beautiful thing that you don't you don't give away cheaply you don't just treat that cheaply kind of a thing. So is that it, a good enough answer for you? That's you a good answer. That? I okay. like that. What are you going to say? No, I was... Uh, <laughs> sizzle. Bring it. <laughs> I was going to talk about uh, trust has to be there for sure, um, but also working through things. There's a lot of history here together. 15 years Logan's been here, and he was my first uh, hire as VP of sales. Uh, Cameron Gaither was my first hire ever, who's still here as an uh, account manager. But you know, to see Logan grow... Um, and how he got promoted uh, into VP of sales and then went over to VP of services, but he trusted me, even though we didn't know what was going to happen. Patrick's own words were, well, it's not really worked out for the other VP of services, but I'm I'm sure you'll be okay. You'll be okay. I'm (laughs) sure of it. We'll figure something out for you. So So, uh, Logan was like, what? So um, (laughs) So trust. But yeah, but no, I think there's just such a history there of depending on each other. Um, and there's things that Logan uh, has seen that I have come through for sure on for him. Um, he never had to doubt whether I was going to actually step up and do what I said I was going to do. I, If I had broken that trust, go back to that key thing, um, and I wasn't dependable as a leader, I no, Logan shouldn't be here. Nobody should be here. Um, you know, if you have a revolving door, then I would say, wait a minute, where's the trust between you and your, your team? And, uh, and I'm not trying to be mean here, but I, I got to look at myself. And, and that doesn't mean we agree on everything because we are different and we have different opinions. But he does trust me and he does trust my judgment. And, and we do have good communication as well. So you can't have trust if you don't have good communication. We were just talking about that today as, as a management team, as uh, we have coaching on that. Um, and it is so important. So, yeah, there's a lot here. I smile about the whole wanting more time with Logan uh, because I've tried to get Logan to spend a lot more time with me outside of work, and Logan definitely um, does not want that. But uh, uh, <laughs> that is not true for the record. <laughs> I get once a year uh, with him. It, it's, like, it's our anniversary day. So <laughs> People are getting the feel of it for sure. Uh, uh, so what, what's going to occupy your time, Patrick? Like, what do you want your time to be occupied by going forward? So my number one goal is I want to make a difference for the company. I do want to make, I go back to growth. I want to help the company, uh, my role. Um, when I can't help the company and I don't feel like I bring value to the company, that's when I will step down uh, from being a leader at, at the CCB. So uh, I want to say that people look at me and say, I'm glad he's doing what he's doing. I want people to be encouraged. I want there to be sizzle and excitement and passion. I want people to be like, man, I, can Patrick come on a visit with me? Can, can, we get, can we team up together and strategize? 
I want to get out there and I want to help make sure that all the connections and all the relationships and all the networking that I've done over all the 21 years I've been here at CCB, and I'm grateful that I still have a lot of friends for that long. Um, I want to turn that friendship into an opportunity for us to now do business together. Um, so that's what I'm going for. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you know me, uh, let's book a meeting to talk about what CCB can bring to the table from services. Uh, otherwise, Logan might fire me. So, um, but honestly, I, I you know it's great to have have friends, but I said this to somebody last week, if I can't ask my friends for help or if I can't find a way to do relation, uh, business with my friends, then something's missing here. And obviously I have to earn it. This is not a handout. This is not me saying, oh, just because we're friends, just give it to me. No, uh, my dad raised me that you have to earn every success that, that comes in the door. And I understand that. But if I don't ask for the opportunity, then shame on me. That's good. Logan, uh, we talked about the chaos of the previous month's year. Uh, so why in the world uh, did you want to take on the role of president? Because if you already had a full plate, I think I know the answer to this. Uh, it's absolute power. But, the, <laughs> but what, seriously, what, what, what is your why for taking on this role? Yeah. I mean, the why is, I would say, multifaceted. There's a major part of it for me that does love I love what CCB has built, and I love the legacy, and I love getting to be a part of that and to extend that and to further that. So a major part of it for me was I love having the opportunity, even to a greater degree, of being able to extend what Chris and Patty have built and Patrick has carried forward. I think the other part for me is, as Patrick alluded to earlier, I love challenges. I just do. And so something that's net new to me, that's something completely outside of my wheelhouse, I just, I love. There's there's part of me that thrives in that. And so when it, I know I have a new opportunity like I do now and different challenges within it all, I, I really relish that, to be quite honest. But I think ultimately for me, it's it's just a greater capacity to serve. Like that's the truth of it. I get the most joy leading when I'm actually getting to serve and seeing other people, whether it's in my family, friendships, here at work, like helping them in that kind of way and whatever that looks like. So, Could you quickly break down what you're going to do? Uh, you told the company, you've told us as executives, like the next, how you uh, viewed your next like 90 days or 100 days or things like that. Yeah. So basically like till the end of the year, it's going to be, I'm going to come in and do like a discovery essentially, right? So that's a lot of sitting down and talking with you guys as, as department heads, talking with the team overall of what's working, what's not, what what do you guys see as opportunities for growth, just trying to get an assessment from your viewpoint. Then I'm going to just really dive in and do my own assessment, which if I've learned anything from services, it's you get hands-on, you get boots on the ground, and you really get into the nitty-gritty because that's when you understand for yourself. And some people, you're so close to it when you've been in it for years, you don't actually see these things. That's what I've loved about having some of these new people come on for our services team is we've been so close to things for years. They've, they've come in and said, why are you doing it that way? Or can we do it this way? And it's just a fresh perspective that's brought really great ideas about. So for me, it's kind of that first discovery, then the assessment. Then it's really kind of working with you guys on a shared plan of, okay, what's working that we want to continue in further? What's not that we need to change? What are some of those major rocks for anybody that knows the EOS terminology that we need to put in? And then it's obviously the implementation of that, right, is what we're looking to do. So my goal would be by the end of December, middle of December, and probably more so, having that plan that's already we're moving forward in it or we're just kicking it off so that we can really hit the new year hard. That's good. Uh, discover, assess, plan, implement. Mm-hmm. That, that's good. Patrick, uh, how have your parents responded 
to yeah. this whole thing. Yeah, they're excited. Uh, my mom actually, uh, they've been in the loop. My dad, as anybody that knows, he's had a spinal cord injury, but he his mind is still intact. Um, and I've been talking to him about you know the transition and what it was like and what I'm learning about myself and what he probably experienced when he transitioned to me. It's been really good. They're all excited. Um, I think for them, they they want to see the company thrive. Um, they they are excited for Logan too. Uh, they 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 know Logan very uh, really well. As I always joke, Logan's the son my dad never had. But um, I love the fact that um, that there's support all the way around. That uh, that we are doing this to help the company thrive for the future, not for the moment, but for the legacy that CCB keeps going. So they're cheering. They're cheering for Logan and the team and, and, and for me, too, in our new roles to do well. That's good. And you, you mentioned it, but I, I do want to know and I want people to know what have you each learned throughout this process? A couple of things. I mean, there's probably a ton, but a couple of things you've learned throughout this process. For me, the biggest thing that I've learned throughout the whole process is you can have that end goal in mind. And the end goal in many ways, as I see it, should be immutable, not referring to time frame and all that stuff, but of moving into what we saw at this, of putting us in the roles that are going to utilize our strengths, right? What I've really learned through it is to not get discouraged when the steps to get to that goal, the plan, are all over the place. Because what's incredible to us, what we look back on and is insane is that when we put that plan together in 2017, it it like to get there, it's totally different than what was written down. But what's so interesting is we actually more or less got to the plan. Or got to the goal. We got to what we wanted to in the time frame that we wanted to. Yeah, it was all laid out. Like in that actual initial. So the goal never changed, but the ups and downs and what it looked like and the backs and forths of things in the moments, at least for myself, was really discouraging because you're just thinking, this is such a huge setback. What does this do for the overall goal? And so I think for us, it was, it's been a really encouraging thing to see. The goal should be immutable in many ways to clearly define of what that is. But don't hold the plan so tightly. The plan should be held loosely so that when things change, because they will change, you have that ability to adapt to it, right? So, Yeah, I, uh, I Logan jokes because I pulled up the plan and I started pointing out how many things are like similar to what he had at the conclusion of where we wanted to be. And Logan's like, I said, you know, it's been a while. He goes, is it the first time you saw the plan? <laughs> I said, no, Second. it's been a while. It's been a while. But I love the fact that it did happen. Um, what have I learned in this? Um, I have really enjoyed telling people, ask your new boss. Uh, when they ask me for permission about something, and I'm talking about the executives that were reporting to me, uh, nope, Logan's your new boss, ask him. That's been fun uh, to just be able to give him that opportunity. Uh, right before this podcast, uh, we had uh, a leak in the men's restroom, and I got Logan, and Logan's like, is this what presidents do? And I go, yep, uh, especially when a Barb, our director of HR, is out. Um, yeah, somebody's got to step up, and somebody's got to get it resolved. Uh, I was with them, though, and we we're figuring out. Now, here's the funny thing. Logan's like, just shut down the bathroom. I'm like, no, we can't shut down the bathroom. People need to use the bathroom. We just need to block off that area. So I love the fact that I'm learning that Logan and I have two very different strategies of how to do things. Um, but I was with him. I went and got the chairs. I put out of order, blocked the area. Bathroom's open so people can use what they need to use uh, if needed. Because uh, my goal is to, again, make sure that people don't feel stuck. 
right? Um, and Logan got the the people informed uh, that needed to come in, and they're working on solving the problem. And I didn't step out. Logan stepped out, and he's taking care of it. So I'm already seeing the balance of what it takes to run the company, but with two people. Um, and we definitely have two different strategies, so it's going to be fun to see. And there's a lot more other examples, and we're only on <laughs> less than a week, and we're already seeing the difference in how we respond to things. But I'm excited to let Logan uh, run with things. It's going to be a fun process. Just for all our listeners, I'm not so harsh that I would want people to hold it for no, like that's four exactly hours. What you said. We do have another bathroom for the men. <laughs> that's good so clarification. Just, just so you know, if you want to come work at CCB, I will let you use the restroom. <laughs> it's because and there's McDonald's. water coming out of an electrical outlet, and I'm concerned for people's safety. Details. But, yeah. Patrick's like, yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> Just put it like, to be fair, to be fair, I said, let us use the other stalls and not worry about the urinals. All right. Yeah. So this is a lot more information, but this is what you get. All right. Put it so it's either black and white or, you know, it's Lots not. Live or die. Lots Lots live or die. Or die. <laughs> Take your choice. So there's there's two things before I uh, ask a final question here, because uh, that was awesome. I wasn't planning on asking this, but I think it makes sense. We pick a word for the year. As a company, individuals, we pick our word, but it was company-wide. What are each of your words for the year? Oh, man. Uh, I know, number one, uh, clarity. I added clarity on because of so many things that have been uh, kept um, behind me, and I'm stalling on my second word right now. Rebuild. Rebuild. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. This is why I need help. Um, Well, you're doing it. That's No, rebuild was what I knew was going to happen with all the transitions that happened with people leaving. I didn't realize how much clarity I needed as a leader until we started getting into some of the people leaving. And then we were like, whoa, how is this process done? Um, It did make me feel more comfortable uh, to even say that we're doing EOS to know what are the goals we're going for. Even to today, um, I throw things out there and we need specifics of how are we going to get there. You can't just have this big monster goal that gets everyone excited. And I love to see people get excited. But what are the details behind that goal? So yes, clarity is super important and rebuilding. You can never sit still, but how can you give leadership guidance if you don't have clarity of where you need to be? Yeah. So mine, which I think ours was the same, right? It was. Yeah, we didn't talk about it beforehand, but it was. Yeah. Priority or prioritize was really kind of what I had for the word for this year, just because there was so much both within the workplace, but also personally coming at it of needing to make sure that when you keep the most important things, the most important things, everything else kind of falls in line. And so for me this year, thinking of it from a work perspective, it was making sure that the services team was in a really good place because I knew I could not successfully move into this new role if that team wasn't uh, operating in an efficient and optimal manner. So priority was my word for this year to put things in the right place. And uh, it was already mentioned before, but the providence of God, like when you look back on something, it's uh, so much easier to see how things maybe worked out than when you're in it. But then pointing that out, because my wife actually uh, pointed out uh, the three of our words <laughs> and she knew, she's like, wait, what? Logan's is like the same as yours, right? Yeah. What was wrong, uh, Patrick's skin? And I told her and she's like, look at what is happening with the company. Look at the guidance beforehand, before you knew all the craziness, having those words to bring some sort of focus. Um, and then there's, this is the second thing that I want to say before I ask this last question uh, and turn it back over to you is what I'm seeing with you guys is an outworking of something that Todd Bolsinger talks about, which is transformational leadership. And there's three bubbles. You can picture them 
three circles. And when they intersect, that's where transformational leadership happens. So there's technical competence. Do you know what you're doing? Do you know how to do it? There's uh, relational congruence. Are you who you say you are in the different circumstances that builds trust? Do people know what to expect? That kind of thing. And then there's adaptive capacity, the ability to move when needed. So, so exactly what you're talking about, Logan, where you hold to the goal, but you hold loosely to the plan. And when those three things come together, you have transformational leadership. So it's really, really, really cool to hear you guys talk about this because I'm experiencing it and seeing it. And it's not perfect. So anyway, enough preaching for me. So this has been a ton of fun. And uh, Nico, our boy Nico, is going to have a lot of editing to do uh, in post-production. So close us out. Uh, what encouragement do you guys have for listeners, the leaders that are listening in, uh, who maybe need to make a move like you guys did, or just in general? Um, you know, what, what do you want to leave the, the listeners with? I think one of the biggest things I'd say would be trust your gut. In a lot of these things, I think it can be so hard, especially as a leader, to to doubt yourself. Uh, but I think about that especially within the timing of things. I felt for us um, like a ton of rightness in us waiting a certain period of time because of what that meant for the services team and being in a good place. But also then just knowing when we were at that point that Patrick asked me, I think it was early August, late July, whenever it was, about moving that time frame up, just knowing in my gut, as much as I could hold to this because there are still X, Y, and Z in my gut, I knew it was right. I knew it was the right decision to move faster and to move sooner rather than later type of a thing. So that would be my biggest thing is obviously don't make a rash decision, but trust your gut. Yeah, for me, it's about transitional uh, leadership, you know, having a plan, you know, and, you know, being able to know what happens if you're not the person in charge running everything, who would be the person you would step in those two roles, uh, visionary and integrator. Um, I didn't realize how important it was, but if you want to see your company grow, read the book Traction, read the book uh, Rocket Fuel. And what's interesting is that had been brought up to me for like the last 10 years or nine years when I was president. And I put it off, not because I don't want to learn, but I just kept thinking, you know, I'm sure I'll figure it out. I'm sure I'll know. You know, you got to bring people in. You got to fill your mind with the plan. And if you don't know what the plan is, look, talk to other people, transition. But also, if you want to see your company growth, do what's best for the company, not what's best for you. And, you know, check your pride at the door and, and be humble about the whole thing. Um, and hopefully, you know, find somebody you can trust and work well with. That, that you have each other's back as you are leaning the company forward. So I'm just excited to see, uh, it is scary, the unknown of you know giving up control. But when you trust somebody, it's not scary at all. In the moment, you, know, I had, you might have a moment as I did, but it's really exciting to see where the company is going to go under Logan's leadership. And I'm excited to get in the role that I'm going to be passionate about, which is networking. So make sure you know what you're passionate about. Make sure that that's your role. And if it's not, you need to find some people that can step in and fill because the company needs that. It's good. Good place to end. Thank you guys for doing this. Um, one of many because there's like about five other episodes with how things are going and, and updates. So maybe in, you know, in a year from now when you're senior executive president or whatever your next role is, <laughs> uh, Logan. Um, but I appreciate you guys. Seriously. Thanks, oh, this has been fun. Thank you, Steve. Mm-hmm. Takeaways and action items. First of all, the takeaways. We've got two. Number one, the bigger the decision, the more time, trust, communication, and courage needed. Number two, once you have a destination solidified, 
hold loosely to the route that gets you there. Action items, I've got three for this one. First of all, once you know there's a need, identify who's got what it takes, build trust and a plan, then start moving. Number two, read traction and rocket fuel. Number three, hit up Patrick to schedule a time to talk about this move with Logan or the transition in ownership with his parents or even how CCB can give you a great IT experience. Scroll down to see links in the show notes. I put several things there, including a link to 50 plus blogs that IOL has put out and uh, my guest LinkedIn pages from today. Free ideas and connections to keep you going. Now, if you thought of somebody during this episode, please send it to them with a note of encouragement or if you need something awesome to post on social media, don't forget to tag the impact of leadership. We love engaging with you that way. We have over 100 episodes. 100, over 100 episodes that will aid in your growth as a leader. Follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're using. You'll have access to all of them. Or you can go to impactofleadership.com, click on podcasts, and then you can search in there for a given topic and just get right to the stuff that you want. As a reminder, don't forget to check the show notes. Lots of stuff there. I cannot wait to be with you again soon. But until then, from all of us at The Impact of Leadership, thanks for listening.